following programming has been made possible in part by the generous support of BITS, Blind Information Technology Specialists. In affiliated the American Council of the Blind, BITS provides career development for computer professionals. For over 50 years, BITS has been on the forefront of industry, promoting and advocating on information access and technology that improves the quality of life for people who are blind and visually impaired. Learn more about BITS programs and how to become a member by visiting their website at www.bits-acb.org. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome if you're listening on ACB Radio or um, with us in the meeting on Zoom. This is the uh, Vespero presentation. Um, I am Greg. I'm going to be your Zoom host for today. And for those of you who who are on Zoom with us right now, um, we will allow questions um at any time during the presentation, and uh, I'm going to give you the Zoom commands in order to do that. Um, on the computer, it is Alt-Y to raise your hand. Um, on the uh, app, it is in the lower right-hand corner under More. On the Mac, it's Option-Y. And on if you're calling in via a telephone or a landline, it is star nine to raise your hand. To mute on a PC, mute and unmute when your hand is raised, it's Alt-A. Um, it's um, Command-Shift-A on a Mac. Um, uh, under It's in the lower left-hand corner of uh, the phone and star six on... Um, if you're using a landline or dial phone. I'd now like to introduce to you Jeff Bazer uh, from Vespero, who's going to take us through this presentation today. Jeff? Hey, Greg. Thank you. Great to be here, guys. I've been on ACB communities quite a lot lately, so hopefully uh, you've you've come back once again. Ron Miller was going to be here today doing this, but he's on an airplane flying back right now. So I was scheduled at the end of May, and I think Ron's going to take that slot. So it's great to be here. Always enjoy it. And as Greg said, if you have a question, feel free to raise your hand anytime, and uh, we'll pause and answer those. I always want to make sure that you get your question answered before you forget because usually we have a small enough group here where we can do that. And we'll pause between uh, the various things that we're talking about, you know, to uh, ask if anybody has a question as well. So again, uh, I'm Jeff Bazer from Vespero. I work in the south central part of the United States. I'm one of the regional sales directors on the sales team. We're going to talk about Braille today. From the standpoint of our focus line of refreshable displays, we're going to talk about some basic editing that you can do on the Braille display itself as opposed to the computer. And then we'll also talk about something called Braille Study Mode, which is a feature that's been in JAWS since version 9, and it goes right along with Braille displays as well. Pretty cool for people who are just learning Braille or for teachers who are teaching Braille to be able to share with their students. So our Focus Braille display is in its fifth generation now, and many of you are probably going to be familiar with these displays in one way, shape, or form. Maybe you've seen them at conferences or you have them yourself. 
maybe you're on your second or third display because you've you've had them for a long time. Hopefully, it's not because something happened and they're not working. But uh, now we have uh, this has been a great display, tried and true. It's it's been around a long time in in various forms, and uh, you know, great support from our folks back at. Uh, Hold on a second. I hit my mute button. I apologize, guys. I hit my space bar on my Braille display. Not a good thing to do if I'm right on that button, right? So anyway, um, so focus Braille display. You can get this in a 14 cell, a 40 cell, and an 80 cell display. So we have those three available. And on this fifth generation now, um, we've got the ability to uh, be connected to multiple devices so up to five bluetooth devices as well as your usb where you would be connected to your computer most likely so for an example right now i'm connected via usb to my laptop here with jaws but i'm also connected to my iphone as well and uh, if you want any more specifics on that feel free to ask a question and we can talk if we have time about how we switch back and forth between devices and things like that it's pretty cool so what do we have on this display? An 8-dot Braille keyboard, much like a Perkins Braille keyboard would, would feel like. We've got that here on the top. In the middle of the keyboard, uh, right between dots 1 and 4, is a menu key on our focus display. This allows us to do a few different things regarding uh, changing connections and getting to menus and things like that. The space bar is on the bottom, and I'm just kind of, uh, I want to, give you a little bit of familiarity with the display. So as I talk about editing today, you'll know kind of, you know, where we're going and keystrokes we're pressing. So the space bar is in the, on the bottom, right in the middle. And then on the front of the display, if it's facing you, we have panning buttons. We have uh, rocker bars to move up and down line by line, shift keys and selector keys, things like that. So there's a few keys on here, but, uh, you know, very important for doing various, accomplishing various tasks, whether you're connected to JAWS on the computer or whether you're using it with, say, an iPad or an iPhone or something else. So pretty uh, pretty powerful display. This one is made of all aluminum now, too. The fifth generation is. So it's very rugged. It's got rubberized bumpers on the left and right sides. It's got a micro SD card to be able to store files and BRF books and things like that directly on the display, which is nice so that even if you're not connected to your computer, you still have some capability as far as the display goes from being able to take notes and also being able to read wherever you are, be that maybe on the bus, on the train, plane, wherever it is. So let's talk about basic editing capability with the display. We'll start there, and uh, we'll just move along here. And, uh, you know, if you have a question, like I said, feel free to ask. So I am right now, I'm in Zoom. I'm going to alt. Oops, I need to share my screen, first of all, so you can hear what we're talking about. So you'll be able to hear this with JAWS. And my checkbox is checked to share sound. So video settings, button drop down. Open participants panel. Can you guys hear JAWS now? Just please let me know. Yes, we do. Yes. Yes, we do. All right. Focus 40 blue Very good. Let me alt tab. I just did that. Um, so now I am on a web page, and this is the Focus 40 Blue user guide. I just picked that for uh, one example. So one of the things you might be wondering is, okay, so when I'm on a web page, a lot of times I like to use my quick nav keys to be able to get around rather quickly if I'm using the keyboard. 
And you can absolutely do that from the Braille display as well. So if I press H for heading, for example, there's lots of headings in here. Focus 40 blue refreshable Braille display user's guide heading level one. one. Table of contents heading level two. Features heading level one. And I'm just pressing H on my Braille display now. So dots one, two, five. And as we're moving down this document, let me press another H. Important notice heading level one. Okay. So just like on your keyboard, you can accomplish all of this from the Braille display as well. So how do we read? How do we move by character? How do we move by line, by word, things like that? So let's start out by uh, giving you a bit of a background on this. If you've used any Braille displays over the course of the last 30 years, probably, or more, right? Or note takers, for example. Maybe you were a fan of the Braille Light series of note takers or uh, uh, the Braille and Speak when it first came out. These reading commands have been around since the inception of these types of note takers. And we preserved those on the focus display here and uh, kept them working the exact same way. So if I want to read the current line that I'm on, I can do what's called a C chord from back in the day. It's holding down your space bar in combination with dots one and dots four. And if I do that now, we should hear uh, whatever this is, uh, important notice for the uh, heading that we're on. Let me try this. Heading level one, important notice. So we read our line right there with dots one, four, and the space bar. Now, if we want to move back by line, we can use dots one and our space bar to move back. Let me do that now. List end. So that's the list and where we're at the end of the list uh, right above the heading we were on. Let me do it again. Bullet support for select cell phones and bullet Bluetooth registered wireless connectivity. Bullet USB connection to computer. So I'm just moving back line by line, and I'm moving through a bulleted list here now. And just to show you that that's what we're doing, what if I want to move forward by line? Then I'm going to use dots four with my space bar. Dot four and the space bar to move forward by line. Bullet Bluetooth registered wireless con bullet support for select cell phones and other mobile devices via third-party applications. List end. And we're back to the end of the list. And then the heading again. Heading level one important notice. There we go. So that's how we're doing that. Now, by moving, if we're going to choose word or character, it's very similar to what we're doing here, what we just mentioned, how we would move up and down line by line. So if I want to move back by word, it's dots two with our space bar. And if I want to move forward by word, it's dots five in our space bar. So you can tell we're using the left-handed Braille keys, dots one, two, three, to move back. And we're using dots four, five, and six on our right hand to move forward. And we're using our space bar in conjunction with those keys to be able to move. So let's just give this a little uh, opportunity to check this out here. Let's move forward by word a little bit. How about that? Space bar with dot five. Notice this device has no and if I want to move back, dots two in our space bar. Add device, this, notice. Okay. Well, that's how we do it. And if we want to move forward or backward by character, it's going to be dots three and dot six, respectively, with our space bar. Let's try dot six moving forward a little bit. O, T, I, C, E. There we go. And, and let's move back. C, I, T, O. With dots three Oscar. and the space bar. So you see how we're able to do that. Now, one of the other things, of course, since we're reading uh, Braille here, and in this case, I have this set on 
UEB contracted braille, and you can decide what type of braille works best for you. With JAWS and our braille displays, you can do uncontracted or contracted, and you can do UEB or US braille. So uh, any of those four, you can choose which one is going to work for you. So we can also use the Braille display itself. And above each cell on our Braille display here, we have what are called cursor routing keys. And most of the displays out there that you're going to find, whether it's a focus or something else, has cursor router keys on it. The purpose of those is to be able to route your cursor to a specific cell very quickly. So that's another way that we are able to move quickly through our document as well and to move immediately to where we want to go to a corresponding braille cell or braille letter and that might be because we want to fix a spelling mistake or because we want to edit uh, whatever we're working on quickly now what's nice about the web when you're utilizing jaws with your focus display on the web your cursor router buttons work for activating links as well so in addition to being able to just edit with your Braille display, with your focus display using JAWS, in other words, typing information in or moving around in your document, with something called JAWS Braille In, we've got a lot more capability with our computer as well. We're not going to get into a whole lot of uh, the Braille In commands today, but if you've heard us talk about the L Braille in the past, these are the things you use to be able to utilize your L Braille or your focus display just like you would your computer to copy and paste, for example, to bring up your links list, to do everything you would do in Windows from a Braille display. And I just wanted to show you this quickly. So on this um, user guide that we're on here right now, what if I wanted to bring up a links list, for example, and then get to a specific link? So I can actually do that with a series of keystrokes here, which dots one, two, eight, and my space bar for insert. And then if I press F7, links list dialog, links list view, troubleshooting, 33 we 35. We're in our links list now. And now I can use a number of ways to be able to move up and down this list of links. So remember, we were talking about moving line by line before. Well, if you remember, so when you bring up a links list like this, it's called a list view. So it's in just a series or a list, and we can move up and down with dots one with our spacebar and dots four with our spacebar respectively to move forward and backward through Freedom Scientific Rail Displays Documentation Page 34 of 35. Function keys 35 of 35. And it looks like I am at the bottom of the list. So I'm at link 35. If I wanted to go to the top, I could do just a dots one, two, three with our space bar. Features one of 35. And that is the note taker keystroke and the one that has been around for years and years on refreshable displays and note takers to go to top of file or top of list. Dots one, two, three and the space bar. If I wanted to go to the bottom of this list or bottom of the window where I'm at, I could use dots four, five, six and the space bar to be able to do that. Now, what I'm looking at here is features at the top. I could also Important notice, two of 35. use my um, rocker bars on the front of the display to be able to move line by line or link by link here in this list. When I want to activate a link, I can do a couple of different things. I can press a cursor router key 
that the link is part of. So I'm looking at important notice and I could press any key, any cursor router key for any of these letters to activate the link. Or I could just press enter, which is dot eight on the keyboard. Dot seven is our backspace, by the way. So if you remember that, dot seven can always be your backspace. Dot eight is going to be enter on your uh, keyboard, whether you're on a page activating a link or whether you're on a Word document or notepad or something like that where you want a new line. So let's pick one of these links. And we can also do first letter navigation as well. So I wonder if there's anything in here with the letter N. N, navigation commands, 22 of 35. There is. So just like on our keyboard, on our regular QWERTY keyboard on the computer, same thing holds true on our refreshable display as well. So I just pressed the letter N. I went to navigation. Let's activate this link. Links list dialog. Links list view. Internal And if I press uh, an N. N, navigation commands. There we are. And now I can press enter, either from the Braille display itself or from the keyboard. And I'll do that right now. I'm pressing enter dot eight on my uh, keyboard here. Images reader available. And we should be here. Important What's happening? JAWS is being kind of funky here today. It activated the link, but it didn't put me right where it was supposed to. So in, in normal cases, that's exactly what's supposed to happen, though. You press enter on the link, and you know how JAWS sometimes uh, takes you to the top of the page and not directly to the beginning of uh, where the link is supposed to be. This was a same page link, so it was supposed to go right there. So what do I do now? If I want to start reading from this point, I can do a say all. Just like we would do on our keyboard, we can do that with uh, our Braille display here as well. And the keystroke to do that is the ER sign, dots one, two, four, five, six, with our space bar. That's our say all equivalent. Bullet same page link important notice. Bullet visited same page link what's in the box. Bullet same page link physical layout bullets. And there we are at the top. So it's just going to read from the point of where we are on the, uh, you know, in the document now or on this web page, and it's going to read all the way to the bottom, just like any sale would, you know, on a, uh, if you were doing that from the computer itself. So that's how that works. So interesting when you're on the web that you have a lot of this capability from your Braille display or from the computer itself. There's a lot more as well with our JAWS Braille in, but that's probably for another uh, conversation at another time. I want to show you now how we can do some editing uh, with our display itself. So I've got a notepad that's open here now, and you could you could do this in Microsoft Word as well or wherever you wanted to. So I'm just going to go into this notepad here that I have open. Analyst for the follow-ups, stuff three. And there it is. I called it blank. Stuff 3 because I've got a bunch of stuff in here. So here I am in a notepad that's basically blank from where I'm at here because I'm at the bottom. And what you're going to see when you're looking at a Braille display, when you're in a blank document, no matter if it's Word or Notepad or anything else, maybe a blank email, is a representation of the cursor. And usually what it is, is it's dots three, six. So it's these bottom dots on the display. And in many cases, at least by default, it's blinking because that's what the cursor is doing on the screen. If you were able to see that, you'd be able to see a blinking cursor. Now, you can, if you don't like it to blink, you can actually change that so it's just uh, a steady series of dots. I just keep mine at the default. And now we're ready to type. So we, I could basically type uh, anything here in this document. 
and you heard dot six. So we know that what is happening on the fly here is that we have contracted Braille that we can type in here and we see contracted Braille on our display. But what's happening is this is being back translated on the fly as well so that when we save this document, if we had to email it to a sighted counterpart or anything like that, they would be able to see it back translated. So just as far as they knew, we typed this on the regular keyboard. So I'm just going to type a couple of uh, couple of words here. H-E-L-L-O, hello. You hear hello because I have my key echo set to characters and words. How about thank you? T-H sign A. N. K. Thank. Y. U. U. Four. sign four. T-H-E sign the. Opportunity. O. P. P. O. R. T. U. N. That's five six. Y. Opportunity. On. A. C. B. O. N. On. Dot six. Dot six. A. C. B. A. C. B. Communities. How about that? C. O. N. U. And did I type that wrong? I T I E S. All right. Low D. Period. Communities. Period. I did. <laughs> We're going to have to go back and fix that. Thank you for this opportunity on ACB Communities. So, now, how can we review this? If I was, if I had typed this at the very top of the document, I could press uh, what we mentioned before dots one two three and our space bar to go to top of file or the top of the document. This is actually in a notepad that has a few other things in it. So I can do a couple of things. I can use my panning buttons that I've got here on the front of my Focus 40 display. We also have what are called nav rockers that are on either side of our display. So they're on the top of the unit. They're on either side of our Braille line of 40 cells in this case. And these are uh, these nav rockers we can actually set to scroll by line, by sentence, by paragraph, or by what we call focus panning. We've got a small round button that's above the nav rocker on either side. I'm going to press that for you now. Sentences. So there's sentence. Paragraph. There's paragraph. Display panning. Display panning. That's what it's called, display panning in this case. And that's what we want. So I'll actually use my nav rocker here, and I'm looking on the Braille display, and I'm just going to go up to where I began typing at Hello, thank you for the opportunity on ACB Communities. Now, let me just move my cursor up here, and I'm going to press my cursor router key because at this point I don't see my cursor. It's back down where I left it. I can move my Braille display wherever I want to as far as looking at the text, but my cursor is going to stay where it was unless I manually move it. Or if I went to the top, if I performed a keystroke, like going to the top of the uh, document, then the cursor would follow and go up there. But because I'm just panning around in here, moving line by line, the cursor is going to stay where it was. So I'm going to put it uh, above dot six, or actually underneath dot six in this case. And there it is. So I pressed my cursor router button above dot six for hello, for capital H, and now... Underneath, from Outlook, Bill Kilroy, underneath my um, letter H, or I'm sorry, my dot six, I see a blinking cursor. So that's why they do that. It's dot seven and eight, so that if you have a regular six dot Braille going on, you can still see your cursor because that is, you know, a lower uh, cell point than the dot six information.
So I know I made a mistake in one of these, and I want to make sure that I go fix this. So I'm, t- I'm reading across my display now. It says, hello, thank you for the opportunity on ACB. And then I'm going to pan to the next line, and I see where I've got C-O-N-U-N-I-T-I-E-S, and I want C-O-M. So I'm actually going to uh, hit my cursor router button once again, and I'm going to put it on the U of communities, and then I should be able to just move back and get rid of this N. And I can hit my backspace to be able to Low do e. that. Period. And what do we have Space. here now? Let's look by character. Unities, period. Or by word, actually. Unities. <laughs> That's where we're at. So let me move back here. Space. U. Uniform. Space. So this is a capital U. U. So we want to move that out of here as well. So I'm just going to type from this point. Let's see here. I'm on the end, so I think I should be able to type now. Uh, I need to be right one right before here. C-O-M. There we go. So now we've got communities. Uh, Oh, I need my U. So here's a U. U. Now we've got communities spelled properly. So as you move through here, it's very easy to be able to fix mistakes um, wherever you see them because you can move your cursor there rapidly. You can either do that by the method I showed you where you can move by line, by sentence, or character with the keystrokes, your space bar with dots one, two, three, or four, five, six, respectively, or you can take your cursor router keys and get to exactly where you want to be even faster than that. So that is how we do this when we are editing with our refreshable display. It's pretty nice. It's pretty convenient. And it's nice to be able to just type into a document or type directly into an email, type into um, a form on the web, things like that. And we can do that in our choice of uncontracted or contracted Braille, whether it's U.S. Braille or UEB. Maybe you're still uh, working on the UEB like I am, and you're not completely sure of uh, all of the uh, all of the contractions there. And, uh, of course, your Braille display will help you there with that translation because it'll either translate properly or it won't. But uh, you can choose which one you're most familiar with and be able to utilize that. And then uh, as far as your output goes, you can read it back in whatever choice of Braille you want as well, whether that's contracted or uncontracted, U.S. or UEB. So you can change those in your Braille options with JAWS to select the translation that you want, and you're good to go. But again, what's nice is that you can do this uh, on the fly, and then the back translation is going to happen as well. So if you uh, if you want to type in Braille in your email, in your Word document, on your form, whatever it is, No problem. JAWS will take care of that for you. So we're going to go on to Braille study mode here in in just a little bit, but I want to find out if there's any questions on what we've done so far with very basic editing that we've talked about on a Braille display. Now, this is going to work much the same way, whether you've got a focus display or uh, even if you're using another display with JAWS, 
from the standpoint of the editing. These keystrokes are going to be very similar as far as moving by line, by sentence. I'm sorry, by uh, line, by word, by character, and also by sentence and by uh, paragraph as well. Where things are going to differ just a little bit is if you are using the JAWS Braille in command structure that I talked about briefly before, where you're bringing up a links list on the page, where you are maybe using um, your control, your insert, your alt keys to be able to perform different functions. That capability is much more limited on a Braille display that was not a Freedom Scientific display because uh, that's a unique feature, the JAWS Braille into the focus uh, line of displays with JAWS. Right. And we do have one uh, question. Um, so, Beth, um, you have your hand raised. Um, I've allowed you to talk, so you should be able to unmute. Hey, Beth. How you okay. doing? Hey, everybody. Um, thank you very much. This is very interesting. I have two quick things. One is how are contractions handled such as I went to the the contractions for to and the or with and the or the contraction for like to serve or to you know what I'm what I'm saying I I'm so used to writing those together and sometimes on iOS I'm finding that it doesn't like that it'll it'll trans it'll it will mistranslate it and I wondered about that and the last thing was the ER cord that used to be used in note takers, and I think still is, to go to non-linked text, like when you have a news article or something, whatever you've got, and you want to go past the junk. Thank you. Hey, Beth, good questions, both of them. Uh, ER cord in this case is a say-all. So from the top of or from uh, wherever your cursor is positioned right now, uh, ER cord is going to activate your say all and read to the bottom of your document or bottom so of the how page. Would you, how would you do the other? Go past the junk and get to the meat of the text. With JAWS, what you can do is press the letter N for non-linked okay. text, and that okay. will that'll get you there. I think that's okay. what you're looking for in yeah. that regard. Yeah. And, now, and as and far as translation issues, well, so depending on the version of of Braille translation that you want. Whether you're interested in the UEB, which is becoming very commonplace now, you probably remember a few years back when there was the big to-do about are we going to switch to UEB here in the United States or are we going to stay with the U.S. contracted and uncontracted? Well, which is we what went, I'm doing right now. I, I stayed for now with the U.S. contracted, gotcha. just to let you know. On the U.S. contracted, you can write exactly uh, the way that, that you were just discussing. You okay. should be able to cluster. That's what it's called, clustering your contractions together oh, there. Okay. But with UEB, you can't do that. So that's where the rules have changed a little bit. And it's possible that when you when you got a mistake in translation, maybe you were in UEB and you weren't you didn't realize you were or something like that. But uh, what you can't do in UEB is write those contractions together. So with the, for example, or to serve, mm -hmm. just like you're saying, you gotta you have to they have to be separated. So with you can still write the contraction with, but then you have to space for the. So with's gotta be all by itself. And then with to serve, the lower F there, and of course it's a habit. I mean, that's how I was taught as well yeah. back in the day, many years ago. Yeah. But now for if you were gonna write to serve, you've got to write T O space yeah. mm -hmm. and then S E E R sign V E for serve, that kind of thing. And, so there's and some 
this Go this ahead. is a little off track, I know, but in iOS, that even even when I know I'm on US grade two, US contracted, it still doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't like. I can't remember the example now, but sometimes it still does not translate correctly. Well, it, when you it, do stuff like that, have you run into that? Um, I have run into a few different things like that on iOS okay. and you just, uh, you never know, you know, there's things that Apple's working on all the time and there could be, uh, you know, a mistake here and there with the, the translation. Uh, it's hard to tell, but, uh, very likely if there, if there was, or if they're still working on some things there with uh, UEB, uh, likely that will be, uh, fixed, you okay. know, pretty, pretty soon because, uh, you know, that's, that's, there's a lot of folks using Braille with their iDevices. And, uh, you know, I, I think they pay pretty close attention to that. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Absolutely. Anybody else have a question or a comment or anything else that we can, uh, that we can answer? UB. Um, I don't think so right now. I have a question though, actually, on the corded keystrokes with any, uh, with the braille display, you were talking about the corded keystrokes strokes. I'm thinking of folks like myself who may have fine motor issues. Um, and I can type braille just fine, but hitting that extra key of the space bar is just, you know, (laughs) a little too cumbersome. Uh, are there any general workarounds that you would suggest for that kind of thing with the uh, corded keystrokes, the, the spacebar cord? Well, the corded keystrokes are how you're going to do uh, a lot of these things. Now, what's nice is on the focus display, you've got a lot of room between the spacebar and the keyboard. The spacebar is much lower on the display than the keyboard. So if you're able to type Braille on the keyboard to get your thumb down to the space bar um, is something, you know, you could, you could look at and see if that's going to work for you. But there's definitely a different position, you know, with your fingers than the QWERTY keyboard in order to get to the space bar. If that does not work, though, Greg, you do have some other options from the standpoint of navigability, whether you're going to use your panning bars, or I'm sorry, your panning buttons on the front of the focus display. There's one on the left and there's one on the right. There's rocker bars as well that allow you to move line by line. And then these nav rockers that I was talking to you about before, these are buttons that are on the left and the right side of the focus display itself. So they're on either side of the Braille line. And there is a tiny little round button above each nav rocker that allows you to select how you want to scroll. I've got mine set right now on display panning, but if I press the button, you'll hear lines, sentences, paragraphs, or display panning. And you can move, um, you can set either nav rocker to whatever you want to. So that would be the suggestion I think that I would have if you didn't want to utilize the, uh, you know, moving by word, character, and line with the corded command structure. Okay, thank you. And uh, you have no other hands right now. And uh, 
We are looking at about 24 minutes till the top of the hour. So Very good. Why don't we move into Braille study mode and talk about that just a little bit here while we've got some time. So Braille study mode is a, a new, not a new feature, but it's, a, it's an additional feature that a lot of people sometimes forget about or, or might not remember. It's been in JAWS, I think, since version 9. So it's been around a long time, and it's a way just kind of to additionally help you learn Braille or to solidify your Braille skills. So if you're just learning, you're uh, maybe just getting into contracted Braille and you're trying to remember everything and you come to a letter or a contraction that you don't recognize or just can't quite remember what it is, Braille study mode could certainly be something to take advantage of. You can read more about Braille study mode in the uh, Focus user guide. And uh, if you navigate by heading there, of course, you would come to it. Or you can just Google uh, Braille study mode, JAWS for Windows, if you want to. And then uh, that will take you to uh, the page where you can also read about it. There's people who have, uh, you know, shown this in various capacities and that kind of thing. But if you were in the user guide and you just wanted to do a find for it as well, uh, you could do it that way. But basically what happens is uh, we we can utilize this in a couple of different ways. You can actually turn it on if you want to from your Braille options. And if you do that, then your cursor router keys above your uh, Braille line are going to be what you would use for Braille study mode. And what you can do is you you can check by word. It will tell you the word and spell it. Or you can... Uh, check by character is what you can do. So that's what Braille study mode is going to do for you. So when you get to a specific cell, if you're not sure what the letter is, you can actually hit your cursor router key above. uh, If you have your Braille study mode turned on and it's going to tell you the character. If you want to find out which word it is that you're on, you can press your selector button which is on either side on your Focus 40 display. You've got your shift buttons right below your space bar, left and right shift keys, but then just to the left and right of those, you have a selector bar. It's kind of indented. It's a square button, and that's what you would um, you would hold that down and hit the respective uh, cursor router key to be able to have your words spelled to you. So let's let's see how this works because even if you never activate braille study mode, if you don't turn it on, you can still utilize it. We've got hotkeys to be able to make this happen as well. And the only difference is that your cursor router keys are going to function normally just like you would if you wanted to edit, you know, if you wanted to route your cursor to a specific cell quickly, if you don't have braille study mode turned on, that's exactly what's going to happen. And then we have hotkeys built in to be able to activate Braille study mode even when you don't go into the options and turn it on. Focus 40 Blue Users Guide Profile. So I'm back here to the Focus 40 User Guide now. And uh, let me just go to the top here, dots 1, 2, 3, and my space bar. Focus 40 Blue Users Guide. And there we are. So across my Braille display now, I see Focus 40 Blue Users Guide, just like you said or just like you heard uh, Jaws say just a moment ago. So let's take the word users, for example. So here I am above the U. I've got my cursor router key above the U. And if I don't have Braille study mode activated, in order to hear 
the character, I'm going to hit my nav rocker and the cursor router. You. So I heard you. Now, what if I went to, so I've got U-S, and then I've got my ER sign, because I'm looking in contracted Braille. But what if I didn't remember what that ER sign was? I'm like, is that a Q? Is that ER? Is that my width sign? What is it? I just, I, I can't quite remember. So again, if I hit my nav rocker with the cursor router key right above the ER sign, ER sign. it's going to reiterate for me. It's going to let me know that that is, in fact, my ER sign. Now, what if I wanted to spell this word? I'm on users now, and I want to put this all together and be able to spell users. So if I hit my, my selector button, remember now it's right to the left or the right of the shift keys on my uh, Focus 40 display. And I can press any, uh, any cursor router key in the word. So I've got users, and I can, I can select any cursor router key I want to. I'm going to hit the one above the ER sign once again with my selector key. Users, U-S-E-R apostrophe S space. And there's what we have. So that's pretty cool because that is spelling the word for us. It's including any contracted Braille that we have in there, in this case, our ER sign. And then uh, it says, there's tell us that there's a space after the S on users. So that's how Braille study mode works. Again, so let's take another word, for example, here. Let me see. Let me go to, uh, well, let's just go to focus, for example. So, F-O-C-U-S, but if I wasn't sure what one of these letters was, let me just press my cursor router key here above one of them. Uh, and I did. It's there now. And let me hit my uh, nav rocker button, actually the little round button right above nav rocker. And what letter am I on? Oh. I'm on the O of focus, and I see my cursor blinking right below the letter O. What if I want to spell focus? Uh, cursor router key here with the selector key once again. Focus, F-O-C-U-S, space. And that's what we have. So it's spelling. Let me let me see if it, if it did something else here that I want to point out. Let's do this one more time. And I want to see if you notice something here. Focus, F-O-C-U-S, space. So for somebody who's used JAWS for a very long time, you're going to hear that higher-pitched F on focus. And that means that the F is capitalized. And when we use Braille study mode, we get that included as well. So it's Focus 40 Blue User's Guide. So we know focus is at the beginning of the sentence here, or the heading in this case. And the F is capitalized, and you hear that higher pitch for that when you have Braille study mode spell the word. So that's all there is to it. It's pretty simple, but I think a pretty powerful feature to know about, because if you're a teacher and you're teaching your student Braille, for example, anytime that they just get to a stopping point where they're like, I just can't remember that contraction. I'm just not quite able to remember all the letters in this word. I think I know what it is, but I need some verification. I need this uh, told to me for sure. Well, just make sure your cursor's on the word. Hit your selector key with your uh, with your cursor router to spell the word. Focus, F-O-C-U-S, space. Or you can hit your cursor router key with just the round button right above the nav rocker for the specific letter that you want to uh, know what that is. Or if you're uh, above a contraction, like the ER on users, again, 
If we go there, I press my cursor router key and nav rocker. ER sign. I get told that that is, in fact, the ER sign. And, Jeff, we do have a raised hand. Linda has a question for you. Go um, ahead, Linda. So, Linda, you can go ahead and unmute. Hi there. How are microphone. you? There we go. Go ahead, Linda. Um, can you hear me okay? Hear yes. you well. Okay. My, my microphone has been acting stupid lately. So, I love this, but I have one question for you. Okay. So, I have... Um, a document, for example, that has brackets and stuff in it. And, of course, those brackets look a lot like a GH sign or an AR sign. How is this going to define those if they are around to something that's set in brackets? Good question. You'd have to try it and see. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I'm not sure. And the okay. reason is because, uh, you know, the question is, would JAWS know that that is not a GH sign in this case, it's a bracket. Exactly, it's a bracket. And the answer mm-hmm. is likely not. It's probably going to tell you that, uh, you know, what that is in Braille. Since okay. this is called Braille study mode, it's likely going to give you what what that is equal to in Braille. It's probably not going to say a bracket. But without actually trying it myself, right. I don't know 100%. Okay, well, I, just an interesting question. And I thought, you know, somebody else might want to ask it. I am... <laughs> Good I am question. definitely not a new Braille user. I'm a very old Braille and JAWS user. I don't have a for- Focus 40. I wish I could afford one right now, but I don't. So, But thank you. You're thank you very for do- welcome. Thank you so much for doing these calls. They're very informative. Oh, certainly. Well, glad you're here, Linda. Thanks for thank taking you. the time. Anybody else, Greg, at this point? Um, I'm just looking. Um, I don't see anyone at this point. Um, with about 15 or uh, about uh 13 minutes left in the hour. I'll, can I just let people know how to raise their hand again? Because we've had a few. Sure, people. you can do that. And then we'll talk a little bit more about some of the focus features, maybe. If you have um, a question or comment for Jeff from Vespero, you can raise your hand by pressing Alt-Y on the PC, Options-Y on the Mac. Um, under On the app, it's um, in the lower left-hand corner, or Star 9 if you're on the phone. So, very nice. Thank you, Greg. A um, couple of things here just to let you know. So, your focus goes with you where whatever you're doing in Windows. Of course, uh, one of the other features we have now is the ability to connect to other devices via Bluetooth up to five. So, I've got mine connected to my phone, for example, now. So, when, usually when I have this on, that's exactly what I'm what I'm doing. So I can switch between my phone and the computer rapidly. You may have heard of this, uh, you know, with uh, we've we've talked a lot about this since the uh, Focus Blue has been out with Bluetooth and that capability to connect, but also on the Gen 5 here, because now we can be connected to multiple devices at one time. And in the case of the Gen 5 Focus here, uh, you might remember at the beginning I mentioned to you that there is a menu bar in the middle of the keyboard, right between dots 1 and dots 4. So when we press the menu bar in combination with other keys on the display, dots 1 through one through 6, this is how we move between devices. So in the case of my phone... I know that this is on channel three, and so if I press menu key with dot three, I actually move over to my phone, and I'm looking now at a clubhouse group, uh, some kind of notification from them. Oh, now I see a news break, which is a little app I've got on my phone 
here as well that uh, comes on sometimes to give me some notifications on crazy news stories. Which drugs are most toxic to the liver? Some notification that just came across there right now that I'm seeing on my, uh, basically on the lock screen of my phone. So if I got a text, I'd be able to move over here quickly, for example, answer that text, send my message back, and then move back to the computer with JAWS. Maybe if I was in a Word document, an email, reading on the web, whatever it was. But the key is to be able to move back and forth quickly and efficiently between where we're going. So in the case of my computer, I can just um, press the menu key and dot eight. That's always going to bring you back to the USB connection of your focus. And now I'm back looking at Focus 40 Bluetooth uh, user's guide, the very top of the web page on the user guide. But that's how quick it is to be able to move back and forth between devices. So I move from the computer to my phone by holding down my menu key. And in the case of Bluetooth, it's on channel three. So I hit menu key dot three, and that moved me to focus on my phone. So a really nice, handy feature, and you can do this on the Focus 14, you can do it on the Focus 40, you can do it on the Focus 80 as well. Those capabilities yeah. with Bluetooth are there. Go ahead, Greg. Jeff, we have another question from Beth. Hey, Beth, Beth you ahead. can go ahead and unmute. Okay. Um, thank you. I was wondering about a couple of things. I don't know if you have the pricing for all of the different Focus uh, versions, but that would be interesting. And also, could you discuss, please, the card? You said there was a spot slot for a, an, was it an SD card? And what, how about a thumb drive? Thank you very much. Okay. Yes, ma'am. You're welcome. All right. So, uh, pricing on these devices, pretty, pretty competitive, uh, real close to, uh, well, I'll, let me tell you the good news. First of all, a few years back, we were actually able to bring the prices of these refreshable displays down. We actually cut them by about 40% at that time. So you all, uh, you know, if you've been around Braille for a while and refreshable Braille, you might remember when these uh, refreshable displays were quite expensive into the several thousands of dollars for even a, uh, you know, a smaller cell display. We are now at the point where you can get the Focus 14 for $12.95. You can get the Focus 40 for $29.95. And the Focus 80 is at $69.95 now. And those are, you know, the hundred hundreds of dollars. So $12.95 for the 14, $2,995 for the uh, Focus 40, and $69.95 at the Focus 80. Um. I, I'm having a memory lapse. What was the other question Beth had? Um, I knew it was a very good question as well. I, <laughs> oh, I can't time, remember. Beth. Oh, Beth, um, Beth has. Usually um, I have a much better memory than that, and I apologize. Okay. Um, Beth, you can go ahead and, and ask your question again, please. There we go. Okay. The other, yeah, thanks. The other question was you talked about the, there, there's a slot for a card. Oh, right. Yes. And also, what what kind of card? And also, is there some way to be able to have a 
thumb drive, like an NOS cartridge, if you have data on that or something. Thanks. Very good. Yes, Beth. I apologize. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you've got uh, a micro SD card slot on your Focus 40. It's actually underneath one of the bumpers on the left side of the unit. Most people leave their card, their micro SD card, uh, in their Focus uh, all the time. You can transfer files onto the device, and actually, so you're asking about a thumb drive or a drive for the computer, and there is a way to actually have your focus show up as a drive on your computer to be able to transfer files back and forth. So that's exactly how you do that, and the way to do it is if you have your uh, your display connected via the USB cable, in, in this case, uh, and it's a USB-C cable, by the way. So we got a USB-C port on the left side of your focus display and then the uh, standard USB going into your computer. So if you turn your focus on, hit the power button and hold the left panning button down at the same time. So that's the very leftmost button on the front of the display. Then when your focus turns on, it is going to be in drive mode. So this is where you would be able then to copy and paste files from your focus. Say if you had uh, notes that you had on your micro SD card, for example, and you wanted to store those on your computer or you wanted to email them out to somebody or do whatever it was, you could do that at this point. And this is a way for you to bring files onto your focus as well. So for example, one of the features that's new on the Gen 5 is we support BRF files natively on the display so you can open those from the display from the uh, micro sd card so maybe you would go to bookshare for example or web braille and you would download a series of books so you have those in a certain directory on your computer and you want to copy those over to your card on your focus display so you can read them at your leisure and be away from your computer so in that case if you had your focus connected as a drive you would then be able to just uh, do a control C on the on the books and then bring those over to your card on your focus and just make sure they're pasted in the books folder and you got it. All your books then from your computer are onto your micro SD card on your focus. You unplug the unit and away you go portably with your books. And that's how you transfer files back and forth between devices. Okay, and we have uh, two raised hands and uh, only a few minutes left. So we're going to try to get to uh, both of them. So 1856 uh, ending in 141, you can go ahead and unmute and ask your question to Jeff, please. Hi, um, two quick questions. One is with an Excel spreadsheet, I know that you can move up and down. You said the cord one four, but how do you move from left to right? You should be able to pan, use your panning buttons, and be able okay. to move across the the um, columns in the respective okay. row. If okay. that does not work, or if you're continuing to still uh, run into trouble, mm -hmm. by all means, please uh, send us a note. You can send it okay. to training at vispero.com, or you can send it to myself. My email okay. is jbazer, J-B-A-Z-E-R at Vispero, V-I-S-P-E-R-O dot com. And uh, if there's any comment you have, any question you have, even not related to the one you just asked, anybody, feel free, send us a note, and we'll get your question or your comment to the right folks and get you an answer. 
Okay, and because we have one more raised hand, um, I'm going to uh, go to Deborah. Uh, Deborah, you should be allowed to talk, so you can unmute. And we have Deborah. about two minutes left, Deborah. Can you hear me now? You're there, Deborah. Go right okay, ahead. I'm going to be very quick. I'm curious about the BRF support on the Gen 5, because I have a Gen 4. It does not have BRF support. Are you able to suppress blank lines? In those web rail files that have all that formatting for embossing. That would be a Ron Miller question, and he's not here today. And I think that there's a way, Deb, to do that or to at least help with that. I don't know what it is, but you know Ron, I'm sure, right? I do. Have you talked with her? Ask him that question. Let him know because uh, we'll definitely get you an answer there. Thank you. You're welcome. And okay. thank all of you for asking questions. We appreciate it. I'll try and send him something this afternoon. Maybe I can get an answer for you. Very good. Yeah. Well, this has been great, guys. I really appreciate it. And uh, it's always great to come on ECB Communities and talk with all of you and look forward to uh, next Thursday. Somebody from Vespero will be back with you guys once again. And thanks for Thanks for being part of this, everybody. Thanks. The podcast will go up a little bit later on this afternoon. Thanks so much, Jeff, for filling in. You okay. did good job. Thanks, Greg. Everybody. Jeff, thank you. Larry, thank you. You're welcome. Okay. You're welcome. Have a good day. Thanks.